Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was bluer than a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the cold world, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. The arcade was my church. I thought I was resting. Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back one more time to Game Dev Breakdown. And this is a bit of an unusual one. I feel like I say that a lot, but... Uh, This is a bit of an unusual one. I've been super busy. I'm exhausted. It's late here. (laughs) I don't know when you're listening, but I'm recording late at night. And uh, I'm no longer very good at that. I've been parenting too long. My kid's old enough that I need to pretty much sleep exactly when he sleeps or I'm screwed the next day. But wow, it's been a busy, busy week. And it's only Tuesday. So uh, I've I've got four stories here today. Uh, Two of them are news, two of them are personal, and they all tie together. They all explain one viral situation we've had. The the website, a post I wrote, went viral, as they say. Um, Not really super viral, but at the same time, in terms of articles, going viral doesn't always mean quite as many hits as you might imagine, but uh, it's done pretty, pretty well told you guys a couple of weeks ago I want to do more article work. I started doing it and it has taken off. So some of that is just from having something legitimate to contribute to a news topic. Uh, If you don't come authentic with this stuff, it's never going to work. But I had something to offer this time and I think I helped, I hope I helped spawn some sort of widespread discussion about an important topic Let's just jump into this stuff. The first thing is I I saw a news story just a couple of days ago. This is all pretty fresh, but the developer of Terraria, which <laughs> I just downloaded this game. I bought it and downloaded it and still haven't played it yet. They just released a version of Terraria on the, uh, I don't know if they just released it, but somewhat recently they added controller support to Terraria on the iPad. So I have an iPad Pro that I use for work of various kinds, and I can uh, I can Bluetooth connect an Xbox controller to it, and I can play stuff like Call of Duty Mobile, Terraria. They've got uh, Brawlhalla's on there. I can do that. Um, I hear that Rogue Company is going to be on there sometime in the near future as well. Uh, but Minecraft is for sure. There's there's some fun game options. I mean, you, you wouldn't really buy an iPad just to play games, but if you're buying it for productivity purposes, you can also play some fun games. So I did that. Been meaning to check out Terraria, but it came up again because the co-creator of Terraria, Andrew Spinks, is the... <laughs> how I described him was he's the latest high-profile victim of Google's ban-first answer questions never approach to creators on its platform. Well, what does that mean? Okay, so uh, Andrew hit up Twitter just the other night and said that his account, and I would say accounts plural, because you know how Google works. If you have one Google account, that's going to tie into your YouTube, Google Drive, Gmail, uh, in my case, Google Voice. It goes on and on. And he found that he had been disabled in his account. He couldn't get into his Google account at all and tried to sort of raise a flag and go, Hey Google, can somebody help me? What's going on? Nobody answered for three weeks. 
Now, some other details have come out about this story since then, but he said that they've done nothing but give him the runaround while simultaneously keeping his account locked for over three weeks. Well, this stuff happens sometimes, and it's very frustrating, but it is very hard to get any help from Google at all. Uh, people have made arguments about like, well, if you're uh, this kind of customer or you're, you pay for G Suite or whatever, I don't, I don't really give a crap about that. If, you're, if you have a Google account and it's locked for some reason, there are many, many ways people do creative things on Google and should be getting paid for different things. We'll talk about all that. I think Google has an obligation to get with you in a timely manner. If they're just automatically banning people, they need to answer quickly, unlock in a timely manner. Andrew has this locked account for three weeks. And as far as I know, they still have not answered him. They're still not helping him. And uh, he, he was rightly pissed off. Couldn't use YouTube, Gmail, couldn't, couldn't do... It turns out he was a Stadia developer. <laughs> not only was he a Stadia developer, he was in the process of updating Terraria for Google Stadia. Well, they pissed him off with this, and he announced as part of his thread on Twitter about this, he said, hey, it's canceled. Terraria is not going anywhere. Congratulations, I've, I'm shutting it down. And so, as the way it looks now, a Google Stadia game was canceled. Now, I know it's not a brand new game, but Terraria is very popular, and I'm sure a lot of players were looking forward to this, even though Stadia is uh, going down, it's being dismantled, it's being shut down. We won't talk a ton about that. That's kind of the whole news story they announced. Our bad. Stadia was a bad plan. Going to shut it down. So Terraria is never going to hit Stadia. <laughs> and not only that, but he and his team have declared now that their future games, they're not going to pull their existing games because people have paid for those. They rely on that. But future games from Andrew Spinks' team will not appear on Google platforms. I assume that means the Google Play Store, and that's a big deal because they're a popular team with popular games, and now those players are going to go somewhere else. So I sort of make the argument that really nobody is in a great position to really ruin Google's day. You know, you can vote with your feet. They're never going to know. But that's part of the problem we're about to talk about. So he told this story and people were stunned by this, just flabbergasted. I can't believe Google's not helping you, especially once you said you're not going to you know, release your game. Well, I'm here to tell you that some of you know this if you've been a longtime follower of the website. Uh, I, I think I've brushed on this in the past on the podcast, but I don't think I've ever like full on told this story. But or maybe I have. You'll have to tell me. But I have run into something just like this because way back in the day, I was a Google AdSense user. And what that means is I ran websites just like I do now, blogs, you name it. And I placed AdSense ads on my pages. And if you don't know how that works, people come to the site, they look, they see the ads. If it's a relevant thing for them and they click on it and they take certain actions, stuff like that, you can get paid for all of that. Basically, you're getting paid to divert traffic from your site to paying customers uh, their ads, their landing pages, that whole thing. They click through, you get paid. And that was big business for a lot of people, a lot of small-time web developers back when blogging was much more popular than it is now. It's hard out here, believe me, these days. But AdSense is, of course, the number one highest-earning ad solution. So I was... 
an early AdSense adopter. The the whole situation was, you guys have uh, heard from my friend Ray Merrick of Unparalleled Comics, who is now a comic editor, a comic writer. He's doing really well in the indie comic scene. I'm so proud of him. Way back in the day, we're talking like better part of 10 years ago, he and I reconnected after we we met when we worked at Toys R Us way, way, way back when. And then we uh, sort of went our separate ways. He went on to a different job for a while. We both met up at a friend's house from work at a movie day. We, I remember the day he was, I was like, yeah, man, we we're kind of, we're all watching a movie. He and I are sitting in the back of the room kind of catching up. I'm like, yeah, man, what, what are you up to these days? Like, yeah, doing this and that. I'm hoping one day I can maybe start getting into comics and stuff like that. And I said, wow, that's so cool, man. I think it's so great that you want to follow your dreams. And if there's any way I could help you or anything, he's like, do you know anything about like websites or, you know, digital stuff? Could you help me with that stuff? And I said, you know what? I totally do. I was going to school for programming at the time. I was into to web development and stuff like that. So I said, yeah, let's let's team up. I think I can maybe help you with a few things and maybe I can get you on your way. So we did that. We started to work on this stuff. And I said, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm a little bit of a writer also. I, I love the idea of maybe writing a comic one day. And together, we tried way before this was really feasible. We We took a stab at starting our own little indie comic label. So we were we spent most of that time writing stuff of our own. I've still got a series like planned out, part of it written. It was like way ahead of its time back then cuz it was like very heavily focused on like wearable technology and the environment and climate change and stuff and it it back then it was like much it would have surprised people and and now it's like, yeah, no crap. Yeah, the environment's a problem. Great job. So, but but I really had a lot of fun putting it together. It was going to be like a new X-Men for young adults, that kind of thing. I was I was having the time of my life. We just we did creative stuff. We spent almost all that time doing that, doing our separate writing and trying to recruit artists. We didn't know any good artists. It was hard to recruit people on the internet back then. And so we we spent almost the entire time working on our silly website cuz we thought maybe Artists would see that and be interested in working with us. It didn't really pan out that way. But uh, what we started to do was we and even a couple of more friends started writing articles about stuff we were interested in. I wrote about games. He wrote about comics and movies and stuff. And we just we soon we had this like pop culture blog thing going on. And it was a ton of fun. Like we had a blast with it. We wrote a couple of things that went absolutely super viral. And I mean, like. Not the kind of viral I'm going to describe about my site here tonight. This went like full on tens of thousands of hits per day, crazy viral all over the web. And uh, the the biggest one was my friend Ray. We lived we lived in Southern Illinois back then, and that was near what they call the gates of hell. You can still Google this. I don't think his articles are up anymore, but <laughs> there's a series. All they are are these like bridge overpass things a couple of them have rail, railroad tracks going over the top of them but they're just overpasses that are creepy and covered in like you know graffiti at this point and they were known as the gates of hell so people love superstition and like urban legends and stuff so this was very very popular content my friend ray knew all about it. he was like the foremost expert on it he still is there's there's uh just all kinds of like fan pages all over the web about this. 
I mean, next thing we know, we've got this really popular website on our hands and we had no way to monetize anything because really we were trying to do comics, but just in the meantime, we we're doing these fun web pages. So I get us started on AdSense and I tell our entire staff, because at this point we've got five, six people working on this site. It's uh, an early version of WordPress and I've got everybody set up with their rights and I'm the administrator, the whole thing's set up. And I tell everybody, we've got these ads going up. Nobody effing touch these ads. Don't mess with them. Don't look at them. <laughs> don't load your own pages if you don't have to. We, we know we have a ton of traffic. They're going to monitor this closely. And I want this to work. And I mean, over the course of, I don't know, a week, we were ready to get our first like $100 check from AdSense. And we were over the moon about this. We were so excited. So... Just as I'm like putting in our payment information and I'm like thinking about like, oh, this is going to pay for hosting and stuff. And maybe we can split up a few bucks among the writers. This is going to be so great. We get this notice. Oh, your account has been terminated because of invalid click activity. I'm like, that seems weird. I don't know what that means. So I send an email. I reply to that message. I'm doing all these different things. And I never hear back from Google. And and they, as part of this, they said, we're giving the ad revenue back to the advertisers because it's not fair to them. Well, I knew at least 95% of this, tra- I don't know what happened, but I'm sure 95% of this traffic is legit because I know this thing is viral. We see it all over Facebook. Everybody's people, we were hearing people talk about it in public. It was crazy because we're in this area like, oh, I hear the you know gates of hell are in the news. It was nuts. It was a crazy, really fun thing to be a part of. But Google completely ruined it by stealing the money they owed us, giving it back to the advertisers after we did send them traffic. Like we know for sure there was loads of legitimate activity. I never found out 100% what happened to this thing. And that's because they wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't answer the appeals. I used to appeal it once a year because it was my name on the account. And they said that I personally am banned for life from Google AdSense. I still am. This was like 10 years ago. And I've never been able to use the most high-paying ad solution on the internet. Uh, I know I'm ranting and raving like a lunatic here. And I have been for some time already. But I just, I want to get through this story in a useful way. So that killed the website. And it wasn't too long after that we gave up on the indie comic thing because you couldn't recruit artists online. Social wasn't really taken off beyond Facebook at that time. Uh, There weren't all these websites where you could find people to collaborate with. And we got frustrated and there was no way to move it forward. We didn't have the money in our pockets to just go hire a local artist we know or something. Would have been awesome. Uh, It's sort of what Ray gets to do now because now they do have good crowdfunding platforms and he's done numerous successful Kickstarters now. I'm I'm thrilled that he gets to do that, but at the same time like it it set it left this super bitter taste in my mouth about Google because it was completely unfair. And so when I researched it, I found out that they do this all the time. Many, many, many AdSense creators basically who are creating Uh, articles and blogs and now they've taken over YouTube so video creators this happens to people constantly (music) 
Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor, AppFigures. AppFigures is all about helping game makers get more downloads and revenue. You know AppFigures for analytics and app store optimization. Now AppFigures can help you track competitors. From downloads and earnings to their audience demographics and even which SDKs they use. Their competitor intelligence gives great context. Say a competitor adds a new feature or was mentioned in the news. With AppFigures, you can see if that brought in more downloads. Have a new app or game idea? AppFigures will show you how big the market is and how much you could earn. Whether you're growing your app or building a new one, AppFigures can help you reduce risk and get more downloads without a huge budget or a data science degree. It's affordable and simple. AppFigures provides guides and tutorials to take you step-by-step -step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. Head to appfigures.com slash on slash gamedevbreakdown to try AppFigures for free. If you like it, use our special code GDB3030 to get 30% off for three months. Again, that's GDB3030 to get 30% off for three months. Big thank you to AppFigures for sponsoring the show. And it's not just that. Now they've got many more rules and many more th procedures in place. So if you do anything that, that gets flagged by these automated systems, and this sounds like this is what happened to uh, Andrew Spinks, something happened with his YouTube channel, I guess. I didn't hear exactly what it was, but it might have had something to do with a while back, all the accounts on YouTube had to go in and specify whether or not they they were intended for kids. So like if you do like Thomas the Tank Engine videos, obviously you need to check that this, uh, this account, at an account level, this is intended for children. Users who did not do that probably eventually got locked out because they were, they were dead serious about that because it was something Google was on the hook for. I don't recall. I'd have to go back to see exactly what that was, but that sounds like a potential thing. It was either that or something just like it, but it was another one of these things. Andrew doesn't sound like he was doing anything wrong, but it sounds like he needed to jump in and take some action somewhere. And he didn't, but they've, um, they've commented in, in statements to a couple of websites now that they had been in touch with someone like a person at Google who sounded like they didn't think it was a big deal. It sounded like they checked in and that person said, uh, I know your account's clean, you guys are legit. I wouldn't worry about it. And then they got their account locked and everybody stopped answering. So we're going on the better part of a month now that this guy who is a creator of, you know, things and he's in business with Google, except for he can't get into his account anymore. And so I tweeted about this. I tweeted on his thread on Twitter and then I wrote a, a post at CodeWriteplay.com, which is still up there. And I said, you know, this kind of thing happened to me the better part of 10 years ago. His thread was very popular. I mean, like many thousands of views and interactions and everything. And so my response started to get a lot of attention. And I dropped in like, by the way, I covered this on the site. You'd be welcome on the podcast anytime. It's it's my job. I, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say those things. So, but as a side effect of that, uh, two things happened the posts started getting linked all over the place and many, many people clicked through and checked out that article. Also, a load of people 
replied directly to me and, and then tagged him as well, of course, and said, hey, you know what? The same thing happened to me. There, there was somebody who said, I can't use Google Payments anymore because uh, I left an old card in there for too long. It's stupid stuff. Just very like, it, it shouldn't even be on their their radar. They shouldn't even notice this stuff. Like there's an old credit card in this account. Well, lock that person out for life. Like what? So now they can't do business with Google anymore. Other people who had blogs, uh, many YouTubers reached out and said like, this happened to me. So this really struck a chord with people. Now there's this widespread discussion about this because um, like I said, my, my post got linked all over the place. Obviously a bunch of bigger outlets covered this. You can read about this now at uh, uh, Polygon and IGN and, and all the places. Um, several big outlets ended up linking to my site directly. Also, I've got point. Let me, let me get into my, um, into my, uh, admin page to show just to go through a few of the sites that have referred traffic in the last two days, because this post got so popular, my site crashed more than once. So I spent, a, uh, two times yesterday, I spent 20, 30 minutes on the phone with uh, my hosting provider saying, hey, my site crashed. Can we talk about it? And they're like, well, what did you do? Oh, your, your site's clearly under attack. I said, no, I don't think so. I think what it is, is I had an article go kind of viral. And they're like, I don't know. You're getting like hundreds of inbound connections at a time. I'm like, ah, it sounds legit though. So let's look at these sources that have sent uh, traffic over the last couple of days. Oh, the list even takes a second to load. Hacker News. This was the top story on Hacker News briefly. <laughs> Twitter sent a load of traffic, obviously. Um, Google Chrome used it as a content suggestion. So I guess like a default page, if you don't have anything that you pop into automatically, it shows news stories and mine was apparently one of them. Engadget dropped a link today. That was huge. Their senior editor dropped a link to directly to Coder I Play in one of their articles. That's been a big source of traffic. Flipboard, Feedly, something called Newsblur. I don't know about that. Facebook, Yahoo Entertainment. It's been a huge couple of days. We're talking many, many hits on that stuff. That's been great. But the weird thing is like, wouldn't it be better over the course of 10 years to have some person somewhere from Google simply reach out to people like me and go, hey, what happened? Let's figure this out. Obviously, you're not a con man. You're not responsible for what happened here. The situation is that if anyone, anywhere, wants to get you kicked off of Google, they can find a way to do it. They can go find ads you put on something and go on a click rampage. There's there's a better chance than not that you will get banned from Google for that. Completely out of your control. Same goes for YouTube. Again, they've got all these weird new rules connected to all their new sites they run. So, you know, YouTube settings that should have been changed or whatever, they'll just straight up lock you out of your account. Is it really better to piss someone off and leave them in that state for 10 years while they spend that entire time telling anyone who will listen, much the way I'm doing now, telling everybody possible, run from Google. Don't do business with Google, just run. Is that better? I, it, I can't believe. I understand Google is a big company with a lot of money. I can't believe it's better this way. It's definitely not. So uh, oddly enough, I, <laughs> I got kicked off of AdSense during a, a viral spike on a website. And uh, talking about it has now caused another viral spike on a website during which I used a competitor's ads. <laughs> and so 
It's a big viral circle. That's uh, that's my story of covering Terraria. That's two of the stories right there, right? Well, that's actually three of the stories. So we've got the Terraria story, the uh, the story about me and my friend Ray covering our site, and then uh, my story of the site going viral and me having to deal with that for two days now. So the fourth and final story is what I wrote about today. CD Projekt Red has been hacked. <laughs> oh, so the situation was that they tweeted out just after like midnight my time, but uh, middle of the day for them. They say that their servers were compromised in a targeted cyber attack. So they put up a tweet. One was their statement explaining, hey, we had a data breach. Someone encrypted our servers and they're trying to hold them ransom. And we're not going to do anything about it. So we thought we'd let you know, which is interesting. And then the uh, second photo in the tweet is the ransom note. And that's kind of uh, bizarre, too. I'm not going to read both these things. I'll uh, drop them in the show notes, of course, because both are kind of lengthy. But the idea here was that this hacker or hackers decided that they were going to target CD Projekt Red, uh, carry on and on about like this lengthy rant about, you know, we took over this, this and this and we're going to show the world, you know, how your crappy company runs and you know we're gonna tank the investors trust in you and stuff and um the more i thought about it the more i thought this hack sounds like the biggest waste of all time and so i did write a post to this effect titled cd project red has been hacked but what's the point and and my point is usually ransomware attacks you find a successful business that's doing well ideally You'd want to do it before like an investor call or before a big product release, you know, penetrate their network, drop in your ransomware, encrypt their crap, and then go, hey, for $50,000, I will send you a decryption key. You guys can have your stuff back. I'm not telling you anything you didn't already know. This is how this works. It happens all the time, right? The situation is that this does happen somewhat routinely. There's sort of unusual discussion about what to do in this situation. Something I didn't know, and I researched it today, was that like a good number of companies do try to make these payments. They do try to get in touch with the hacker and go, okay, fair enough, you win. We will we will cut you a check, or uh, they usually want to be wired money via Western Union. The, uh, <laughs> what seems to me to be the number one funder of uh, criminals. And sometimes... They get decryption keys that work and they can uh, get their stuff back. I'm stunned that this ever happens this way. Sometimes they get decryption keys back but can't use them and so their stuff gets deleted. Uh, sometimes the ransomware automatically deletes the stuff. There are a bunch of ways this play out, but I just couldn't believe. I thought for sure that everybody went, no, you can go to hell. I don't. We're not doing this. I'm not giving you any money. Apparently, <laughs> small and large organizations have tried this and it's even come up with a couple of like municipalities here in the U.S. I mean, like cities, organizations and local government and stuff go like, well, some hackers decrypted our stuff, so we need to send them $150,000. Like, what? Are you serious? There, There is some sort of compelling evidence that oftentimes when these hacks occur they will spend like 10 times that amount trying to recover, restoring equipment, restoring from backups, spending all kinds of time and paying contractors and stuff. And they'll, they'll spend up into the millions trying to recover from this stuff. But 
to me, it seems like a no-brainer that you have no reason to think paying up to a hacker uh, is going to fix anything. There's no reason to think that's going to solve anything at all. You could pay them the money and they'll just delete the stuff. Or in this case, they're threatening to leak a bunch of stuff. They say they have full source code from CD Projekt Red's Perforce server. They're saying they have internal documents, including like marketing stuff, HR stuff, all sorts of internal communications, uh, investor relations stuff. The problem is, in the case of CD Projekt Red, they're coming off of scores of their employees having just talked to the press, having talked to YouTubers and content creators about all the terrible things they say goes on at CD Projekt Red. And CDPR is headed for a series of lawsuits about the Cyberpunk 2077 release. So they're, they just had a bunch of stuff leaked. They're about to have more stuff go public. What do they have to lose for this hacker? Like, this seems like the dumbest target of all time. Obviously, they're going to be embarrassed and they're going to be very unhappy if their source code gets leaked. I don't believe they're going to try to pay these guys off. I think I believe that this leak is going to take place. They say 48 hours. So by the time some of you hear this, it will have either happened or not. Uh, here, I'm going to be watching for the next day and a half or so because I'm very curious. I'm not really going to go digging for this stuff. I'm probably not going to post about it anymore. I don't, I don't care that much. This happened to Nintendo just last year, and I would argue that's a much more interesting leak because they had stuff that they've been keeping secret for 20 going on 30 years. Long, long ago stuff, stuff about Star Fox, the original couple of Legend of Zelda games, full source code for this stuff. And what happened, right? We talked about it. Everybody did one article about it. Some Discord servers went through the files together, looked at old pictures and stuff. Wow, trip down memory lane. I can't believe that, you know, <laughs> this line of code had the F word in it. I mean, this is an embarrassment to the companies. They're very mad about it, but nothing even happens. In the case of Nintendo, they had all these video game preservation people who donate tons of time and effort into uh, preserving old video game stuff. That community was split down the middle because half of them said, this is stolen and we shouldn't touch it. Now, I call bullcrap on that. I think they're saying that just because they want to ingratiate themselves with Nintendo. If you, if you go back not too far, you can find presentations from these people saying everyone should be stealing everything they can from any video game company because we need to preserve that information, whether they like it or not. Well, once it happened to Nintendo, hold on. We don't want them to get mad at us. I don't buy it. I, I, don't, I don't believe in putting on the kid gloves just because it's Nintendo. I don't, it drives me nuts when people do that. The point is, CDPR has, like, an additional problem on top of their list of 150 problems. I, again, if they hadn't encrypted the servers, I'm not even sure these guys would have found the ransom note before six months from now. This is the last thing on their minds. They have to deal with it this week, and by next week, they're back to their whole old set of problems. I don't mean to keep kicking these guys when they're down, but uh, we've all been through a lot with this whole thing. We've heard about it a lot. I've been affected by it on the podcast. Y'all were there for that. So it's just been a whole thing. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And uh, I may I may do a follow-up post about what happened. I don't see me going through, you know... Obviously, I'm not going to be on any list of people any leaked stuff goes to. But when we all finally hear about it, I don't know. I don't know how interested I'm going to be in that. So 
Uh, it's interesting just in the sense that uh, there was a hack. It's it's high profile. It's uh, it's weird, you know. A lot of us think about it in terms of like we run small studios. This could happen to any of us. My advice in that situation, uh, I would I would probably be doing exactly what CDPR did and say uh, it's it's worth a couple of tweets. Hey, look what's happening over here. I'm going to restore from backups and give these guys the finger. I'm not giving anyone anything. If you, you know, if you leak something, you leak something. I got nothing interesting going on. So um, hmm, crime doesn't pay. It's not going to pay this time. <laughs> All this person can basically do is get caught. These guys don't get caught that often, but that's the only real possibility. Nobody's going to pay for that source code. Nobody's going to pay for any of the leaked data or anything. So they may get away with it. This is very likely just a very technically minded gamer, you know, gamers with networking skills and security skills. This doesn't seem like real scam career stuff to me. So, uh, yeah, they're going to wreak havoc and do what they wanted to do. And if they do do the leak, we'll hear interesting quotes and stuff. But I mean, a lot of this information we already had. We're just going to put some dialogue behind it now. So that's fine. Uh, you can read about everything we discussed here over at CodeWritePlay.com, where we also have show notes. That's a good place to leave this for the week. So if you enjoy the Game Dev Breakdown podcast, please subscribe to it somewhere. Uh, tell a friend, help us get the word out. Uh, help share and retweet on uh, Twitter, social media stuff. Uh, reach out. We've had a bunch of people join the Discord. Welcome to everybody new. I know there are going to be new listeners this time, new uh, people on the Discord. I love it. Reach out around the web. Let me know how you're doing. Let me give out the social media handles. You can uh, follow GameDevPod on Twitter, CodeWritePlay on Twitter, and me, Todd Mitchell, at MechaToddZilla with one D and two L's. And then you'll actually have a way to contact me. So again, Code Right Play is the website and uh, you have the rest. So Todd Mitchell here for a Game Dev Breakdown. I will talk to you all next time. Congratulations on your Game Dev Breakdown, whatever that is. It sounds idiotic to me.